Warning. The views and opinions expressed in the following are strictly those of the relentless and may offend any snowflakes who lack drive and discipline. Essay Quam Videri. To be, not to seem. This is Badger Actual. What's up? Welcome back to the Badger Actual Podcast. So, I really believe that you can get a lot out of what we talk about here, no matter who you are, what your goals are, where you're at in life, as long as you're somebody who's just trying to do better. But that said, if your current goals are to just kind of do the nine to five thing or Netflix and chill, but be a good person or something like that, then this particular one really ain't for you. Because today what we're going to talk about is building something great, something amazing, something that can change the lives of the people around you, something that is, I don't want to say generational in nature, because I'm not the biggest person when it comes to the, uh, you know, when it comes to the whole building generational wealth for the future generations, like, yeah, I want to take care of my kids, you know, in the future. And, you know, I like spoil the grandkids and stuff like that. Right. But, you know, I'm all right with, you know, the next generations actually having to put in some work because I feel like that develops character and character is what makes good people. But what I'm talking about is something to change the lives of the people around you, like right now. You know, whether it's, you know, somebody who needs a medical treatment that could improve their quality of health that you happen to love and care about, you know, that just costs a lot of money, though. Maybe insurance doesn't cover it. You know, maybe taking your mom, your dad on a vacation that they've always wanted to go on, but it just wasn't in the budget, you know, whatever the case might be. A lot of that stuff is goals for me, you know, being able to buy anybody in your life really whatever they need. Uh, you know, just so they can live the best life possible. We only get one shot at this thing, right? We don't get any do-overs. It's not like uh, Super Mario or Call of Duty where, you know, you die and you, uh, you know, just pop up back at your last checkpoint, right? We don't really know what's on the other side 100%. So, you know, doing the best that you can with what you have now and building something great so you're not just living paycheck to paycheck and struggling. You know, the sexy word, I guess you could say for what I'm talking about is the entrepreneur, right, that floats around out there. And everybody just thinks the entrepreneur is like the CEO or the business owner or whatever. But think about what it means for a second. The, the definition of an entrepreneur is a person who organizes and operates a business or businesses taking on greater than normal financial risks in order to do so. So think about that. A person who organizes, right? Criteria one is organizes. Second one is operates a business or businesses taking a greater than normal financial risk in order to do so. And there's a lot of killer entrepreneurs out there. I'm friends with a lot of them. And, you know, there's there's a lot of, of upside to being an entrepreneur. There's a lot of downside, too, depending on what you do, how it happens, how your execution is, is most of it. There's other options, too, outside of being an entrepreneur to do what I'm talking about. I guess you could call it more of like an intrapreneur, where you're part of a company that lets you grow and scale somewhat of a business internally. So if I had to define an entrepreneur, it would be somebody who is, uh, you know, part of, you know, some sort of, I guess you could say, you know, while we do financial services and we have, you know, we're basically entrepreneurs in our financial service companies, you know, and the other stuff, you know, we're more entrepreneurs, but, you know, there's, there's like different sales positions that would be considered entrepreneurs. Basically, you know, some of the MLM stuff out there, and I'm not going to talk shit on MLMs or anything like that, because uh, there's some of them, a lot of them out there that are pretty legit. But, you know, that would be something like an intrapreneur. 
you know, there's a little bit more security. Somebody else handles, uh, you know, at least part of the accounting and stuff like that. You know, some people handle things on the back end of things. People who sell insurance, for example, there's underwriters and there's the legal team and everything like that that the company has. But then you can kind of build your own insurance business, you know, doing something inside of a company. You know, a lot of the responsibility still falls on you. And that's how it is in a lot of the different MLMs and different companies like that, that you can be an entrepreneur in, right? But both have their advantages and both have their drawbacks. You know, an entrepreneur, there's less uh, help, I guess you could say. You know, it's mostly just all on you, you know, and if you have some partners all on you and your partners, right? Whereas an entrepreneur, it's uh, a lot on you, but there's like 20% that, you know, the company that you're working with takes a little bit of the burden off. Now, you know, the upside for an entrepreneur can be really, really great. You know, but the upside for an entrepreneur, there's literally no cap on what they can do. So, like I said, both have advantages and drawbacks, but I'm not here to talk about that uh, specifically today. What I want to talk about is either way that you go, it takes three overarching things really to make it happen. And, and yeah, there's a lot of different things that fall into these three things, right? These are just broad things that you have to wrap your mind around before you can focus on the smaller details. It's like, if I want to get in better shape, I have to wrap my head around the broad concept that I need to, let's say I need to lose some weight, maybe get a little bit leaner, build a little bit of muscle. I need to stop eating all the crap that I'm eating, right? And start working out a little bit. You know, that's the broad concept, you know, so that's what we're talking about here today. The first one is selling, right? And I know selling doesn't sound sexy to some of you crazy people out there. It does. I personally like selling, but not everybody likes it. But no matter what industry you're, you're trying to go in, whether you're an entrepreneur or entrepreneur, you got to figure out how to sell and you got to be great at it. You can't just be mediocre at it. You got to be great at it because everything is sales. It's literally just a transfer of belief, right? Like if I, if, if I want to attract top talent into my organization in order to sell my products because I don't want to sell them, then I need to be good at selling why they can be successful selling our products to them, right? So no matter what the case is, you have to, to sell. You know, maybe you, maybe you teach other people how to do stuff. Maybe you want to be an entrepreneur that teaches. Let's say you're great at, I don't know, uh, I don't know. Let's say you're great at making uh, arrows or something like that for bows and arrows, right? And you want to start a course to teach people how to make arrows. All right, I know it's abstract, but just roll with me, right? So you have to be great at selling people on why your course is going to be effective to help them get what they want out of it, which is, in this case, to be able to make nice arrows that work, that fly straight, that look good, that get the job done, right? And that could apply to anything. It could be maybe, maybe you are great at baking and you want to teach other people how to bake, so you want to sell a course on how to do that. It's not really like your, your course isn't on how to sell. Your course is on how to bake a banging, banging cake. But you need to be good at transferring the, the, the why, the reason that these people want to get your, you know, want, want to learn what they're going to get out of learning how to bake that cake, right? Aside from diabetes. No, I'm just kidding, but I'm not kidding. Anyway, so how do you do it though? I'm not going to dive into a sales course here. We just don't have the time for it. It'd just be too long. It would take us a long time to go through all the ins and outs and little intricacies. But here's a couple main things, right? The first thing is you have to be, you have to have belief, right? You have to have belief in what you're you're selling people. You know, have you ever tried to convince your parents of something? Like when you were a kid, right? You're trying to convince them of like like oh let's go get some ice cream or oh let's go to the water park or whatever the case was, right? 
you have to believe it first, so you're sold on it. You ever hear a kid so adamant that, like, on what they wanted that their parents finally just caved because they believed that that kid legitimately needed it because of how intense they were about it? Some parents are a little bit more resilient, but nobody's that resilient all the time. Little kids, you know, they don't know uh, any better yet, so they just know how to transfer their belief to people, right? It's not about convincing other people to believe what you're saying to them. It's about other people believing that you believe what you're saying, right? Which is a form of integrity. So a couple other things when it comes to sales is are you are you selling value or are you selling features, right? Um, you know, I tell this to our people in our, in our financial service industries when we're dealing with insurance products all the time. Are you selling the, the feature of different interest rates that might accumulate somewhat here and there on a, maybe a life insurance policy or something like that? Or are you selling the value of what it's going to do for their family when that person's no longer there anymore to take care of their family, right? Are you doing the value or are you focusing on the features because value is stronger than features? The next thing is, are you interested in people or are you trying to be interesting to them? Right, nobody wants to sit around with somebody who's like boring and just kind of mopey and like the like Ben Stein from Ferris Bueller's Day Off, right? Where it just doesn't have like doesn't have that uh, like like just personality that is interesting, right? But what's typically interesting, and we've talked about this before, what's typically interesting to other people is when you're interested in them. Right. Think about the people that you like the most where they ask you questions and they make you feel special. They make you feel important. Right. And you can tell if those people typically genuinely care. You know, you, you can usually sniff out kind of a bullshitter when they're trying to make it seem like they're interested in you, but they're really not. They're just, you know, kind of kind of just going with it, trying to humor you a little bit. Right. So are you interested in your prospect, your client, or are you trying to be interesting to them? And then the last thing is, are you focusing on impact or are you focusing on income? Are you focusing on the result that you're trying to get for your client or your prospect? You know, so I just used a bunch of examples. I used insurance as an example, like selling directly to the consumer. I used bringing in top talent, right, as an example, like top talent into your organization, you know, where you're trying to to sell them on why it's important or why it, what what's going to benefit them, I guess I should say, from working with you, right? Or whether it's you have a course or an intellectual product or a book or something like that that you want somebody to see value in and, and what they, you know, they, you want them to see what they're going to get out of it when they purchase that, buy that, or employ that, right? So are you focusing on the impact? Are you focusing on the income that you could make? And there's a lot of different examples that I could dive into this one. But I guess if we want to get granular with it, if you focus on impact, you have your client's best interest in mind. And if you focus on income, you have your best interest in mind. So for example, let's say let's say I'm in the nutrition space, right? Let's say I sell all these products. Maybe I got some um, you know, protein powders and and you know, maybe like metabolic accelerators and fat burners and different things, right? And I have somebody come in and maybe they have like a situation where my product might not be best suited for them, but there's a competitor down the road who has a product that would be best suited for them, right? If I'm focusing on my income, I could give them something that, you know, I'll make some money off of short term, but it's not, might not work as good. If I'm focusing on my impact, I'm going to be like, hey, listen, I wish I had something to help you out here. That's not really up my alley, but Jimmy down the road there at whatever supplements, he, he's got something that, that would really do it for you, right? You know, go go down in there. You know, tell them tell them that I said that, that you should check out this product, right? And 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 that's 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 impact, 
right? And I'm not saying always fall on your sword, so to speak, and, and sacrifice your income, but do what's right for the people you know, that you're trying to work with and for, and it'll end up coming back to you tenfold. You know, Andy Frisella talks about this. Uh, if you don't know who Andy Frisella is, he's the CEO of First Form, he talks, which is a supplement company. He talks about how uh, they got a phone call one time and they have this rule where they help everybody with everything, like no matter what, like if there's something they can do, they'll help them. And somebody called in, it was, it actually ended up being like a reporter, like testing, like their mantra of customer service, right? Cause they always talk about how they would do this. And this reporter called in like asking for like, like help with their car battery or something. And the guy at the desk like I can't remember if if like a manager heard it or if another associate heard it or something, because um, they got off the phone. He was like, "Oh, call him back." They called him back, and like found out what kind of car it was. They called AutoZone or Advance Auto or whatever, and found that there was one of those batteries in stock or a spark plug in stock, whatever he needed, you know. And then called the guy back. Was like, "Hey, they're they're holding it at the front desk for you. You know, just tell them that uh, that you're holding it for whoever, right?" So they literally hooked this guy up and helped him, you know find what he needed you know they didn't buy it for him or anything like that but they helped him out and they helped him find what he needed even though they're a supplement store and he was looking for a battery for his car or whatever you know so they provided a huge impact to that person you know over their income for themselves because how much money did they make off of it they didn't know if that was ever going to lead to sales or anything like that they're just doing the right thing so think about those couple things right but the second thing the second overarching principle, I guess you could say, element, attribute that's necessary to build something great is to swap out the nine to five mindset with the five to nine mindset. Now, obviously, that's just my cool way of saying be resilient, right? <laughs> like work really hard, have strong work ethic, but it's necessary. You know, you're not going to be able to do something great if you shut your brain off at five or six o'clock in the evening and don't turn it back on until eight or nine the next day. It's just not possible, at least not for the first five or 10 years of being in business until you start to really surround yourself with a great team of people, you know, especially when you're on the startup. The third thing is integrity. And we talked about integrity on here before. It's really important. You know, I think we all know what integrity is, but if you look up the definition, it's the quality of being honest and having strong moral principles and moral uprightness. And then the uh, secondary definition is more related to to uh, inanimate objects, but it's the state of being whole and undivided. But you know that could apply to your your uh, your conscious itself, I guess you could say, being whole and undivided. And integrity is huge because once you lose it, it can sometimes be impossible to get back. And if you want to get it back, it could be a really long, arduous road to go through of uh, intense self reflection and admitting wrongdoings and things like that to other people and it's not fun and we all go down that path sometimes where we make a mistake but there's a difference between making a mistake here and there and just straight up lacking integrity and if you don't have integrity you know if you just don't think if you just think you're I guess you could say your shit don't stink right and you do whatever you need to do and you know you don't get what you work for you get what you take and stuff like that like the pirate motto right like forget all that stuff you have to have a strong sense of integrity and serve other people before you serve themselves. You know, we all hear, we've heard the uh, analogy of the oxygen mask here on the airplane. The oxygen mask dropped down. They say, put the oxygen mask on yourself first, right? To, so that way you can help other people get their oxygen masks on. That's true. And that's really important. So understand that I'm making a, dif uh, a difference, uh, uh, I guess we could say, a separation right now between that statement and taking care of only yourself, right? Because the oxygen mask is something necessary to stay alive in that circumstance so you can help other people. But 
you know, typically what you'll see in a business, if you don't have integrity, is it's going to be all about me, 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 and not about the people that you work with and work for. And when I say, if you're an entrepreneur, the people that you work for are your clients and your employees. So, you know, really think about what you could do in your life better when it comes to the integrity front. Because if you take the ability to sell, right, the ability to transfer belief, combine it with that 5 a.m. to 9 p.m. mindset where you're just grind, 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 whatever you got to do to make it happen, and you sprinkle in a really strong dose of integrity over the whole process, I personally don't see how you could fail at anything. I personally, you might have temporary setbacks, but in the long term, I don't see how you could long term fail at anything. Because there's so many people that I've seen in business, and I'm sure you've seen in business and in life in general, maybe start to have a level of success you know, in a business. We'll just talk business for a second. Have a level of success in a business. And then they hit this wall where their character can't keep them, where their, their talent or their skill level got them. Right? They reach a certain point where their character is innately flawed. You know, and they don't they haven't been working on it to develop it or fix it, and they stumble, they fall. You know, and, and a lot of times refuse to acknowledge the the issues that put them in that place, which makes them get even worse. You know, and nobody wants to see that happen to anybody if you're a good person. So just remember this stuff, guys. So that's all I have to go over today. Uh, remember, um, you know, we're sponsored by uh, Origin Maine with their supplement line. So go over to badgeractual.com forward slash origin. It'll take you straight to the store and you can use the discount code uh, Vaughn and the number 10. So V-A-U-G-H-N-1-0 and you save 10% off every order there. Uh, and then do me a favor, review us on iTunes and share with the people that you know who are either on the path of greatness or working to get up on there all right i'll see you guys in the next one let's kill it dominate with discipline badger actual out